dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal. Straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. Fifty-two. One year. Clap Clap that up, up, man. Oh, shit. Congrats, man. Same to you. Same to you. The one-year show. One year. Fifty-two episodes. You can't make this up, podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Man, I'm going to keep it real, man. We're going to do some a little bit of different stuff today on the pod, podcast. We're going to reminisce a little bit. We're going to talk about a little bit of everything, man. We're just going to be all over the map today on, on today's pod, man. But the first thing I wanted to ask you, man, since this is our first year of being podcasters, yeah. what did you think when we first started? Did you think we would last a whole year? I, I didn't really have like, I don't know, I wasn't thinking about it. In the context that it's gotten to, you mm-hmm. know, it was like it's safe to say a little over a year ago, yeah. you, you reached out to me, and um, I've always like I've always been like that team player guy, you know, like it's a uh, it's one thing to play sports. I've always played sports like I'm gonna give it my all, even if it's outside at the you know local park, right? Just because if something happened and it's over for me. I ain't going to go out like that, you know? So, like, <laughs> I'm the dive on the ground guy. Like, today, you need me to dive on the ground for a loose ball, I got you, you know? Yeah. So, to be asked to be a part of a pod, I'm like, I always wanted to do stuff, something like that. I've always been interested in radio, interested in just that lane. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hell yeah. So, you reached out year, over a year ago. Yeah. And to be committed to it for 52 straight weeks. Man. It's like, I was riding over here today like, man. We really, we got a podcast, yo. <laughs> a podcast, a bona fide podcast. Yeah. When I was uh coming up with a podcast idea, it was always like an idea. So it's a thing that um, excuse me, shouts out to Faith uh, works at uh here at the station too. But uh, it was really just you know talking with her. She's an OG in the radio game, and uh, something she said to me really sparked my brain to say, why not? Basically, mm-hmm. um, basically, like you have the tools to do what you want to do on the side. You know what I'm saying? You everybody has a hustle, a daily hustle, and you know what I'm saying the everyday grind. But where's your side hustle? Where's your passion projects? What are you doing extra that isn't just strictly based around work or family stuff? What are you doing for you? You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, as a youth, you know those things are like obviously sports. Right. Uh, maybe you know what I'm saying people are into cooking and reading books and stuff like that. But you know when you get older, you can't hoop as much as you used to. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you go hoop five days a week, then you come an adult, you down to three days a week, and then you get a really adult, <laughs> then you just out of hooping completely. <laughs> right. So what are you doing for you? And you have the tools to make that thing happen. So I was just like, man, I, I'm gonna do this because I was already listening to podcasts. Like, yo, man, I can. I'm on the radio. Like, this is what I do. Why not? And when I reached out to you, it was like, well, you know what I'm saying? I think he has a different perspective than I do because, you know what I'm saying, his life experiences are totally different from mine. Yeah. Um, you being in the military, you being a DJ, um, it was just like, man, hey, man, why not? Let's see what happens. You know yeah. what I'm saying? What's the worst that could happen? Like, exactly. oh, man, shit just, just don't work out. Like, man, right. kids came up or this <laughs> happened. Like, all right, man. So it just fl- would flame out and be an oh, well, but kind of like why not give it a shot and see where it takes us and it definitely took us to 52 straight weeks of this podcast life and we done built relationships with gym city pie you know absolutely i I was listening back to some old ones man and just you know like that first one when you know we introduced gym city pie as a partnership with us you Mm -hmm. know and it's like we have a pod yeah that is now in a partnership with a huge pod absolutely this pod has over 400 episodes (laughs) shots out to izzy man (laughs) yeah man so i was Sitting back, just reminiscing on the last 52 weeks, and it's like, we really, you know, to keep it 100, we was here 50, 51 weeks, so yeah. that was 52, which is outstanding. Yeah, man. Think <laughs> about that, Yeah. Though. Like, we really been giving it weekly 
to the people and to ourselves. Like, well, what we wanted out of it, we're putting into it. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, gotta gotta get the next fifty two better. You know, gotta absolutely, get the next man. We are definitely on the ground with this pod life. And uh, something else I wanted to ask you about, man. What's what's some of your favorite episodes, man? Because like you. I went back listening to some, yeah. and some where I was like, uh, <laughs> and, but it was some on there. I was like, yeah, that's a good one. That's yeah. that's a home run. So I mean, you you do that, you know right. what I'm saying? Everything that you do isn't always gonna be a home run, but we definitely, in my opinion, at least, we got some home runs, man. Absolutely, I definitely think back. Like one of one of my first favorite ones has to be the Black Tie Talk with Kurt and Op. <laughs> Absolutely, I think that was uh, about episode eight, I believe. Yeah, man, that's when it was really and, starting um, to get into our groove. Yeah, we really just committed to a to a to a foundation for it, you know. But to have them up here, and we was really getting hype for an event that we didn't know what it was going to be. You know, we <laughs> just knew two outstanding people were behind it, mm-hmm. and people that we rock with, and we was ready to rock with them. And that turned into, like, my number one event that I look forward to 365 days a year. You know? be, be on the lookout for the return of Curtis Mann III. Yeah. He'll be stopping by to that do was some Black Tie one. Talk. I definitely enjoyed that one. I enjoyed the one with Jimmy Mack, too. Oh, yeah. That one was great. He wants to make a return, man. Yeah. He wants to make a return. <laughs> I'm trying to set it up for a, a extra special situation, man, because uh, my brother can definitely talk yeah man. he's here for beef man so uh <laughs> yeah, I, he was just roasting me this morning man he, he he's my new favorite like <laughs> early morning checkup on facebook to see what he's talking about because i'm gonna get a good laugh at some point during the day so shout out to jimmy mack okay that was dope tony rock of course absolutely big homie came through that was episode 20 he uh showed some love with that one man just to have had those relationships with people in your line of work in my line of work mm-hmm. you know Keep it 100. It's going to do nothing but help. You can't make this a podcast. So we used those lanes and reached out to those people and uh, plan to do it more and more. So, man, I'm going to say on here. definitely my top three was uh, Jimmy Mack is definitely up there. <laughs> Jimmy Mack is always up there, man. He's freaking hilarious. But uh, the no coffee. Yeah. With Eve Camp. Yeah. Such a passionate individual. Man. Yeah. That passion. And I see why. You know what I'm saying? He gets booked to speak to kids, man, because yeah. he invokes that passion. You know, uh, that's episode 26. You want to go take, check that out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, he speaks with so much passion. And I actually ran into him in the city not too long ago. Definitely going to link up with him again, um, not just on the pod, but just bring him up to the station for an interview and chop it up there, man. So that's a good one. Yeah. Um, probably number two would be remembering 9-11. Yep. Um, that's always gonna be a um special, not special, but I mean a memorable day in uh history just because, you know, it's uh last time we went to war, uh outside of what we about to go through here shortly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh my connection to it from being at Wright State from fighter jets taking off two miles away from campus to you enrolling yeah. and listening into the uh service and actually being a part of that. So that's one of my favorites. Yeah. But uh, my favorite one by far is the Q&A episode. Yeah. When we just basically asked each other questions, the whole pod. Episode 43 for those that want to know. Yeah, man. Go grab that. Go ahead. <laughs> grab that. Share that. Like that. Do all that good stuff. Uh, that, that one was real dope for me, man. It was, uh, you know, we got to know each other a lot more over these last yeah. 52 weeks. But nothing more than that episode right there. Absolutely. That was a great time for like you know when you I always say this like as adults you don't make adult friends I've said that on this pod before you don't make adult friends that you really rock with so to have an adult friend that you meet you don't really know that childhood story right or you don't know that uh rapping career that went wrong <laughs> you know you don't know all those things so to, to sit back and learn those during the pod and then to be able to have a Q&A with just what you do and what I do and really getting to know each other more, like that turned out to be a really dope pod. Definitely, definitely. Man, a quick follow-up on that, man. Did I tell you I was almost signed? Mm-mm. We were almost signed, man. I, I, <laughs> I forget that it was either, I think it was Tommy Boy. Um, One of the reps was down here at the Wright State radio station. And uh, my big, big homie, Mark Dixon, man, he brought us the paperwork and everything like that. And we checking it out. 
And it's like, man, yo, y'all want to be signed or no? And we like, hell yeah. Like, what the hell? Like, yo, this is this was easier than I thought. Right. I called my brother in the whole nine. I was like, yo, Tommy Boy want to sign us. He's like, what? It's like, yeah. It's like, oh, shit. Well, uh, you better read that stuff. <laughs> and uh, my guy, he read his and he was like, I ain't signing that shit, man. And because uh, his uh, mom... Uh, knows a lot of lawyers and she took yeah. it had them look over it would have would have got us for everything we had and then some <laughs> right still raping day, you probably. rapper <laughs> raping you raping you raping you like like uh the Puff TLC. Did the <laughs> it was about to be all bad for your boy so thank goodness that didn't happen because i think a couple years later that uh tommy boy ended up folding as a label so yeah, yeah man your boy was almost signed but uh, to no avail. <laughs> Shots out to me and the squad. Right. Bars. I'm about to be on Bars 101. Who wanted with me? Nobody, DeMarco, you don't want it with me. Peter Prophet, you don't want it with me. You know what I'm saying? Got these bars for y'all. Yeah, man. Go ahead and give it to him. No. no. I'm good. I ain't about to. You know what I'm saying? All I know them dudes do it for real. I do it for fun. You know what I'm right. saying? I don't want to embarrass nobody. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. You don't, you don't want to be the guy that come out, come out, come out the stand out the bleachers and drop Ooh, 30, you know? Man. If I was trying to rap now, dude, I would definitely have to write a verse, and it would probably take me like a month right. <laughs> to get a 16 bar. I've always been the guy, like, when I hang around with Smoke and, you know, we hanging out, kicking in L.A., Tone the same way. Tone loves to freestyle. Mm -hmm. Everywhere he go, at some point in the weekend, after one of the, the, the sets, he on the mic with a beat, just freestyle. He love that <laughs> shit. So it, was, it came a point where it was like, I got to make sure I have at least a hot... A hot eight, <laughs> a hot four, you know, something. So I'll be sitting, writing little notes in my phone. Like, I ain't about to be out here on my phone right, reading. Right? I ain't no rapper. But I'll write something. It'll be dope. And I'll be at home spitting it, like, getting hype. And then be like, the next day, like, what the fuck? I don't even remember what I said. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't remember the cadence, nothing. It's all gone. So, yeah, that ain't for me. At yeah, all, man. It always amazes me, like, how... You know, the big story about Jay-Z and Biggie and Lil Wayne, they don't write their lyrics down. They just, yeah. and then they just comes out and it's dope. And it's like, <laughs> man, that's a true talent, bro. Yeah, it it's is. something I would that's never be able to raps, do. smoke raps, man. It's crazy really? to me. Smoke don't really write nothing down, man. He, he, one thing that's in his benefit is his job can still be centered around his music. You know, mm -hmm. he, he cuts hair, you mm -hmm. know, so he can still... On the way to the shop, listen to beats at work, listen to beats at work, freestyling. You know, he can get it all together. Mm -hmm. But the, to remember it yeah. in the booth yeah. is when it's like, oh, that's dope. And then he's been doing that for, he definitely was, was writing in early stages, but he just got to a point where it's like, he don't, you know, we write down too much, man. And he remembers that shit. And I'll be like, damn. I can't okay, remember if I locked the door to the house when you know I leave. <laughs> Every time I leave my mom's house, I check the garage door. Like, did I put that down? Because she'd be mad if I didn't. And right. I'll never remember. <laughs> never remember. That's life, man. That man. is definitely life. I can't believe it, man. I know we keep harping on this, man, but it's been 52 episodes, man. And it's, we talk about accomplishments. And you think about it like, man, when you dedicate yourself to doing something for a whole entire year, things that you can accomplish in a year things that you can stay focused on for a year it just gives me motivation to try other things that i've always thought about well i should do that and mm -hmm. but just never end up doing it because one reason or another so this accomplishment because it definitely is is giving me motivation to do other things like man well i did that right. so what's next you right. know what i mean that's what i was when just just to, just on the way here i told you i listened to the old pods episode 27 i keep harping on it that was the one when my car was jacked up and I had to do it the remote ah. from like from home, you know. So I'm like I'm sitting in the I'm actually went out to the car because I have kids, so I don't want to be background noise. So I went out to the car that wasn't working. <laughs> I'm sitting in it doing this pod talking about the night I had with the class of '96 travel reunion, uh -huh. how great it was, and then the car was messed up and I had to get it towed home. Just that whole story, uh -huh. and I was sitting back like some people would just. Called that weekend, I'm like, I ain't, I ain't messing with the pod this week, you know. Like, <laughs> but to be dedicated to something that much is like, we gotta figure out a way to yeah. get to get this get this pod up Monday morning. You Shouts know, so, out to technology, man. man. I'm technology, glad, I, I love you. That's one thing I say about it, man. I'm glad that technology is here because to do this in '99, to do this in hell 2002, 
<laughs> you know, there's a lot. It's been a lot more work, mm-hmm. and for the people that's been doing pods for like years and, yeah. and had to kind of go through the technology, really got hot ten yeah. years. You know, it's been it was there and it was moving, but like over ten years, it became life. Yes. You know? <laughs> so to to go through that with anything with DJing, you know, mm-hmm. I started out with I wasn't vinyl, but I had a c- CD book galore. And I was still instead of it being vinyls, it was CD number number nine. Hurry up! The song about to run out. <laughs> Ooh, I just made it. You know, like going through all that. So, oh man, it's, <laughs> technology it's, is is here to stay, man. We got to we got to keep a hold on it though. Absolutely, man. Uh, speaking of technology, H uh, H Greg is going out of business. Man, so is Radio Shack. Yeah, man. So uh, if you're looking for anything, uh, electronics, uh, furniture, mm-hmm. you know. Refrigerator, stove, holler at HH Greg. What are they doing with all their warranties they had? Like, exactly, because, you know, I got all my stuff from HH Greg. I was say, I thought you had the, uh, the the homeowner experience yeah. in 2016. Yeah, we got all our <laughs> stuff from HH Greg, and we were still getting stuff in the mail like, hey, extend your warranty, extend your warranty, $100, extend your warranty. I'm like, uh, it's a two year warranty. It's been a year. I'm good. Right. Out. I'll wait till next year. <laughs> There'll be no next year. <laughs> exactly. So uh, if you're looking for anything, holler at HH Greg, man, before yeah. they totally gone, man. Because uh, I remember when uh, Circuit City closed and went in there and cleaned up, mm-hmm. bro. Like, and I was in, I was in college, man, and just cleaned up on just like everything, just yep. worthless stuff that I fucking didn't <laughs> throw away. But like now, as an adult, like I'm thinking about like, oh man. Get this new microwave. <laughs> hey, why not get a new TV if it's right? If the price is right, why not? Right. That, that's how I've been with my DJ equipment. I have, I, I still have the amp to go to the speakers. Mm-hmm. But when I was going to ICB, I used that as a little tweak to get my shit right. Uh-huh. In class, we were talking about you know speakers and you know just that whole found speakers. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, well, I DJ. I got some speakers in. We was talking about the fast fuses you can put in. To not blow your tweeters, you can put mm-hmm. the fuse in. It'll blow that fuse before it blows that tweeter. Right. Save you a hundred bucks. You just go buy a two dollar fuse. Right. So I'm like, I volunteered to bring in my DJ equipment. We opened it up, got my tweeters wired for free from the teacher <laughs> as he taught the class, and now that's how my tweeters have been wired for the last you know six seven years. But now those fuses I only found at Radio Shack. Mm. They're going out of business. So I went in there and bought like. 20 of these fuses I plan on having this equipment like another year yeah and in the seven years it's been that way I've probably used three fuses so I don't need 10 right but I bought 10 yeah just to be sure I had them in case I you know how much were they the, like two dollars like a dollar like dollar fifty for a two pack man so I bought like 10 packs of them just to have them in case the fuses blow or I need to change them out but like I don't know where to get them from other than Radio Shack that's where right. I've got them from so I'm, I, I went in there and bought some RCAs. You yeah, know, you gotta you gotta get those things. As a DJ, you never you can never have too many chords. A uh, short will kill the night, man. And it's the worst thing to be trying to figure out what's going on, and it be a stupid RCA that yep. you ain't and that's just worn out, you know. And it's like you don't went through troubleshooting manuals, <laughs> all kinds of shit, and it's the damn chords. So, Nine times yeah. out of ten, it's the chord. Yes, <laughs> always check your chords first before you really dig deep into something. It ain't nothing more. <laughs> Then people love than a deal. Oh, you yeah. love a deal. Oh yeah, cause uh, I <laughs> it was a uh, take a while. I guess shoe shopping. Who you? Yeah, exactly. No, fucking way. terrible. <laughs> and I seen some I want so bad, but I resisted the urge, man. I and no, I'm lying. I'm lying. I didn't resist the urge. It was Nike.com. <laughs> uh, the Chameleon Sixes was on there. Jordan Sixes, retail price. 225 it was on there with an additional 25 percent off for 135 mm. i was like i can't pass this up <laughs> i can't pass this up so i ordered them had them shipped to the station got them opened the box it's like mm. slid them on my feet I was looking at them in the mirror down in my office i was like man you know what they don't look right on me I'm sending them back. <laughs> I was so proud of myself. You actually sent them back? I sent them shits back, man. man. You get some horns for that, man. man. You get some horns for that. <laughs> man, and I sent the pictures to wife. She's like, oh, you copped them? I was like, yeah. It's like, but I'm sending them back. She's like, what? I was like, yeah. It's like, I just don't like the way they look on my feet. And it's like, really? <laughs> that price, though? I was like, yeah, they got to go. 
So growing up, kids. Yeah, growing up. Slowly but surely, man. Because uh, <laughs> something else just came out that I'm contemplating buying. So uh, we'll probably see. them. Uh, I like them Pippins and them Air. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it is. <laughs> I saw them this morning. Like, mm, those the look nice. Yeah, yeah. Them, them red airs look nice. Man, they 160, probably like 172 with tax. Those. The reason why I like those so much is like, remember I told you I wasn't big in the shoes, mm-hmm. but I had those as a kid. Okay. Them black and whites. Okay. I had, yeah. them. I had them as a kid, so I saw them like brought back memories when I used to be outside. Has they got like to the halfway point where I felt like they was worn down, I started uh-huh. hooping them a lot. Yeah. So then it was, they became the hoop shoes. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, man. Yeah, them them boys nice. is clean. Them man. boys is nice. I'm I actually looked in. I know I know my dude from the barber shop that uh is big on shoes. He gonna have them. <laughs> so I'm have to But you know the thing about it? I'ma roll the dice. I'm gonna say they're gonna go on sale. Before June? <laughs> Probably, I would say they go on sale. If not on sale, you can find them with a you, coupon. Or yep, something. you can probably use a twenty percent off coupon with them. Mm-hmm. Probably within like the next two three weeks. Yeah. I'm gonna roll the dice. I'm gonna roll the dice. Keep on me them. updated on those. I got you. Yeah. I got you, man. You know what I'm saying? This is what I do. I like this. So now, now I can follow it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and how the world is now. You like it now. You get updated. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's, that's a crazy thing, man. <laughs> Speaking of our world, man, you know, um, our president, man. Mr. Uh, Donald J. Trump. Just call him 45. 4-5. Yeah, I don't even want to call him by his name. Just 45. 4-5, man. <laughs> so, I'm not going to front like I'm all up to speed on everything, yeah. but all I know is me and wifey was watching uh, Black Ink. We watched that. All right. Turn it off. See what's popping on TV. Scrolling past the headlines, breaking news, U.S. bombs, Syria. I'm like, mm, that's weird. Why would we do that? <laughs> so I'm listening. He comes on, gives a spiel about chemical weapons, this, chemical weapons, that. And, uh, you know, so I jumps on Google's 77 days, bro. Mm. 77 days. We and got, we are on the brink of war. We got a strong three. Three what? <laughs> Three six, three seven, three yeah. eight. Man, that's that's one thing about that guy, man, is he gonna react first and think about it later. Yeah. That's just that's just how I look at him anyway. It seems to if something doesn't go his way. And I try not to be too judgmental on it because I wonder how much of an asshole I'd be if I was super rich? <laughs> because like I'm a genuine, brand new, brand I'm genuinely new. a nice person. Like I, I'm a people's person. I like people. I, mm-hmm. It don't matter what. Nothing, nothing matters with me if we can chop it up. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But then it's like when you ain't really raised like that. Like you've been just around wealthy, you know, families and a stature you've been carrying, and uh, you know how 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 regular do you want to feel right you know how you you want that power because you've been obviously chasing something that's Mm -hmm. involving you ain't been starving for nothing so you when you got money only thing you missing is power absolutely so i i I look at him as he's trying but like i just think the way he has attacked life his his life right before this yeah it's just so different than anyone can even fathom like we we don't know what it's like to have millions, hundreds of millions of dollars mm-hmm. at our disposable to do anything with. And it's like, those people kind of have to be the, our, our leaders mm-hmm. if they're that wealthy. You know, people of wealth have to be leaders. They, yeah. they can't just be doing shit that he doing. Right. But he has to figure out a way to do it. And I don't think, I think we're going to be his guinea pig for the first year, you know, until he can figure out how to really not ruffle the feathers because he ruffles the wrong feathers it just makes it harder on him right yes you're the president but everything got to get signed off you know right (laughs) okay so since you have experience in the military what are our soldiers thinking at this very moment it has to be the same way i felt when 9-11 happened and we found out we was going to war this whole chemical thing that people always that's always seems to be the the Trump mm-hmm. card is they got they doing this over here with these chemicals and we need to stop them. Right. Well, that's fine and dandy. And it probably is true. But the issue I have with it is let's not talk about it every night on the nightly news. Let's not 
you know, make it the top story because if I'm telling you I'm coming to take all them shoes you've been buying for the last 10 years, <laughs> I'll be over there on the 17th of April. Right. You're going to be like, try me. You know? Right. But then on the 16th at 10 o'clock at night, you're going to be like, hmm, let me just take these and put these somewhere else just in case he come through trying to right. take my shoes. You know? So it's like if, we, if we're telling people that we're coming to do this and then we, we do it, the morale for the soldiers be they know we coming. They have the advantage of, you know, do you know any chicks out here that, that just don't give a fuck? I, I know I do. Right. So if you have a couple of them that don't mind holding in the nine yeah. and we, we lure you in with chest rubs and how beautiful you, you know, whatever, you know, and then she be the one that pulled the trigger mm-hmm. or the, or the, the 17 year old that's playing the scared kid, you know, like they have those advantages that you, you don't know who to shoot. Right. You know, so we on their turf, they got yeah. home field advantage. So you coming into somebody's house that you ain't never been into and you got to, you know, raid this building or capture this person and you got to make split second decisions. And it's more so you probably, you probably cool, but I can't risk that. Right. You know, I got to get home. Right. So the morale for the troops be so, like there, there's a, there's a small percentage that love this shit. Really, they sign up for this shit. They the gun. Well, home. I mean, I thinking about it, it has to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It can't like, just be all people just there to to get their GI bills right. or like I didn't have anything better else to do. It's got to be people in there that like, man, this is this is what I always wanted to do. And, and then people really at any rank hold a lot of power within the unit because they can really like again the team player aspect of it. If everybody around you is, we about to go over there and fuck some shit up. You ain't gonna be the guy that back there like, man, I ain't gonna, I'm, <laughs> I'm chilling. You are gonna be like, well, shit, let's fuck some shit up then. Right. So, like, you you have to get that brotherly bond and that you know I got your back and we're gonna train the right way at home to be ready for that night raid over here. But to know that all the stuff that happens above you, all of the power moves and all this that and the third that happens, it's like we we would rather just know. We need to go raid Syria in in two months. Get ready, right. versus every night for the next two months. The talk is the U.S. is raiding Syria. Mm-hmm. So now when they know we coming, you know now you got to go in there and lose a lot more lives than I think you really have to. Mm-hmm. So that's where it gets for me is where it gets like I get tired of having to like know that my 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 guys that have been in 15 years that got 5 years left they probably going to have to deal with this mm. you know what i'm saying they riding they last 5 years out trying to get that retirement at 38 39 years old they still going to have to ride with this this another wave yeah and then you don't know with the other countries we've always been it seems it, 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 it seems that we've been reach out try to tell you we need to do this almost like we're giving you a chance to like fix this peacefully if we have to go this route we can't right but Trump it feel like he just ready to just to do whatever he need to do and he ain't well the to- thing about it is man and it's always been like this man um war is big business yeah like people make profit off of war man absolutely unfortunately um that's just the way it is i mean when there's things that need to be manufactured for war that means there's jobs and you know I think just from the outside looking in, man, if we do end up going to war and, you know, there is a job increase and an economy increase and everything like that, people are going to forget that. Like, hey, you know, we are at war, though, right? You know why there's a a job increase. You know why these things are happening because we're at war. Mm -hmm. It's I always wonder, like, how can we get to a point where we do have a, a, a longstanding peace? without that and a booming economy mm-hmm. like is there a way around that because i mean if you just look at it you kind of knew like all right man who is he going to start beef with or who are we going to be beefing with enough to go to war because that's that's what it is man it's right. always we seem to always go to war when there's a republican president in office yep. it just seems that way yeah. and and they own businesses and they reason this man's home so they can build this and get money and just just a never-ending cycle man mm-hmm. and i just feel bad for you know our troops like you know like you were saying like they don't really have a say so yeah and uh and they say i i i understand what he was president trump was saying like obviously nobody wants kids to suffer and bombing mm-hmm. each other 
everything like that. But, you know, you get two points of view. You're like, man, that's, man, that's, that's their problem. But then you got to think about like, well, shit, if they doing all this, what's next? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, it's a catch 22. It's like, do we just let them continue to do what they doing? But then, cause then next thing, they're going to start fucking with our own allies that's over there. So right. then we have to get involved or do we try to nip it in the bud now? So right. it's a, so what do you do? And there's and there's there's two things I want to still touch on, on this topic too. The first is there's a law, to the Geneva Convention laws, mm-hmm. and those laws, as a medic for me, we had to know those laws pretty well because the laws kind of you know protect you and your decision making, especially during war. You mm-hmm. know because unfortunately, the the military hasn't caught up to today. So the, the laws that are still in place that they got to abide by might not necessarily be proper laws to deal with urban warfare. Right. You know, how war is now. But like the whole, I had to wear this red cross on my arm mm-hmm. and our medics all had those red crosses on it. And it's supposed to mean we're not here for this. Right. You know, don't shoot us. We trying to help. Right. You know, when you go into war, do you think anybody... That's not on your team. Gives a shit about your red and white cross. Not to me, all. that's like a pretty good fucking thing to aim at. Mm-hmm. That's how I looked at it. So I hated wearing that shit. But the whole you can't shoot first, and it's it's just so much. So many of those laws that need to be definitely retweaked because the, some of your troops, and I don't know. Again, I speak from two thousand and one mm-hmm. to two thousand and five. So right. I'm, I'm, I've been out the game for a minute. <laughs> but at those times, the the, the 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 troops, man, like you almost be like, fuck them laws. Like it, when it comes down to it, I'm trying to get back home. Right. I ain't I ain't worried about what I did first, wrong, second, you know, whatever. Did I live or did he live? You right. know? <laughs> and that's what it has to be when you over there. So them laws need to be changed and be looked at. So those are something to read up on if you're interested in that. The next thing I wanted to say, well, you were talking about the business of war. Mm-hmm. When you get a chance, anybody that's interested or from the area, look at the mound. It was the mound laboratories. They were in Miamisburg. Okay. They were like really monumental in getting World War II finished. You really? Know, they were a, a like atomic nuclear lab. The people, scientists and stuff, they, they did a lot of lab work for the atomic bombs and, and getting all that stuff together to make sure they could end this war. Mm-hmm. So like it's... I, I'm not. I, I have yet to really dig into it, but I know that history enough about it, and and it's just people from right here in our area that you know haven't haven't worked in that thing. You know, they had to close it because of the radi- radiation yeah. on people and all that. People were sick that worked there, and they disabled. And I had a guy that I worked at the post office, and he spent 15 years working there. Really, as a as a, as a scientist. Yeah, and he had the post office now. And I'm like, man, hope you uh hope you saved up some of that money because. Um, he was probably making good money in the '60s or in the you know '40s, '30s, whenever. Right. He was old man. He's probably like 80, still working. Damn. I'm like, for what? But read 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 up on the mound. If you look up like the mound, um, the the mounds uh, impact on World War II, something okay. like that. You should be able to find something to read up. But it's a, a really good to. It's a it's a good enough read to know the history of. How Dayton, Ohio affected World War Two? That's pretty dope. Pretty yeah. dope, man. Dope. Pretty dope, man. So uh, I wanted to ask you because you are a golf guy. Man. I am not a golf guy, yeah, at all. Doing I mean, well this week on DraftKings, by the way. I'm, I'm sure Doing you are. Well. I'm a putt putt guy, but uh, <laughs> um, golf talk right now. So the dude, I don't even know his name, but is. He's like the number one golfer in the world, right? Dustin Johnson. Yeah. See? So you see that? See how you just. For 200. What is Dustin Johnson? (laughs) I'll take golf for 800, please. (laughs) So this guy, he's at the Masters. I know the Masters is like the number one golf tournament. Well, let me tell you why, real quick. Okay, go ahead. Let me tell you why. Go ahead. Break it down. The Masters is such a respected tournament and one of the golf majors. So one of like the the four big ones. Mm hmm. Um, the ones that your career is measured by. You know, you can be the greatest golfer in the world, but if you ain't got no major, you kind of fall on that list of like you ain't got no chip, right? You ain't got no ring. So, the thing about the Masters is 
The only way you qualify for the Masters is you had to have won a PGA tournament throughout the year. Right. So everybody that wins each week, that's their ticket to the Masters. Um, if you've won the Masters, I think you can play there for as long as you like up to a certain age, you're automatically invited back. But it's it's like the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And they have certain things that, like my cousin, he's uh, been fortunate enough. His Again, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah. His former co-worker that became his friend um, got hired as the IT director for Augusta National Golf Club, which is where the Masters is. So he's gotten to go the last three years to either a practice round. This year he went to Thursday's round. But he gets to go experience that. And that's like going to like, I don't know how to, that's like going to see Jordan, Barkley, Ewing, Hoop at the Y for, you know, a whole day. You get to, okay. you, you get to go watch. You know, it's like golf's biggest thing. You couldn't, there's two other places you could probably go in golf that you would want to go. You know, okay. so it's, it's just one of those places. But it's perfectly, you know, the grass is per- everything about this country club is perfect. I heard they use green paper, so like if you drop your hot dog wrapper, it's green, so yeah. it won't. Yep, Every, everything like you will, you will be hard pressed to find a wrapper on the ground throughout hundreds of acres of land. I wow. mean, it's like taken care of like no other. You can only play at certain times a year. People, people that are members there can't play it year round because mm-hmm. they have to. They'll close it for five months to get it ready, you know, for this, that, and the third. But one thing about it, man, they, they keep everything 19, like, 60s and 70s. So, like, you go anywhere in any sporting event, you're going to spend $6 for a hot dog, $10 for a beer. You know, you're going to spend all these crazy just for your condiments and other mm-hmm. things. Um, but the Masters, man, they got the pricing. Like, you can get a hamburger for, like, a dollar. Pops is 75 cents. You know, like, you can really go there and experience that and not be busting your heads. Right. The problem with it is the mm-hmm. same the same eliteness it is to get in the tournament is that same eliteness to get a ticket. Ah. These these tournaments and it's going on like 80 years now, 90 years, it's been around for a while. So like these tickets are generational tickets. Right. Grandpa passed, he's down to his son. Like now, Packers. Yeah. Packers games, tickets. Exactly. Yeah. So like to get a ticket to the Masters, you have to know someone. They're, they're not like... There's very few to sell. Mm-hmm. You have to have have to know somebody that's it's been in their family for 40, 50 years. You know, so to be able to even go there is crazy. My cousin, he was blessed enough last on two Memorial two Memorial Day weekends ago to play the mm. course. They have a Directors Day Memorial Day weekend that Monday when everything's closed. Right. All the directors are allowed to bring three friends and have their own foursome, and the directors go play the course. So, like, all the directors from the different departments of the country club. So he got to go out there, man. He got to play the par three course and play the course. Like, they played it, like, three times. They, they, played, they just kept from sun up to sundown. Like, <laughs> when, 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 when will you ever get a chance to play again? Right. So they're like, we're going from the time we can start. Until the time we have to finish, we're going to be there all day. So they just played all day long. Lots of picks for the gram. Man, what's crazy, though? They're 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 so uh, such, a, such a private place. You couldn't when he got the invite to play. He had to get an invite like everybody else. Right. He can do no social media post about it. He cannot bring his phone or any like wow. posting devices onto the property. Only thing you could bring is an actual camera. You couldn't bring one that even is technology savvy to post. They they check all your stuff before you even come through the gate. It's like, like TSA in that bitch. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> so like. He knew about this for months, didn't tell anybody. Finally told me, like, you can't tell anybody, you can't post about it, or I don't get to play. Like, they monitored all that stuff. Like, they they really are a private place, man. It's crazy. But they have a champion's dinner on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. All the champions come eat, and then the guy that won the previous year picks the menu. So, like, it's just certain things about that that, that tournament that is just you What don't. would you, if you won the Masters, what would you serve? Cause I knew about this. I knew like yeah. the winner gets the green jacket, and the previous year's winner puts it on them, and yeah. then the following year they get to serve the dinner. What you serve? See, I have to be niggerish in, in that sense because <laughs> there's not a lot of niggerish things in golf. So I'm getting ribs for everybody sloppy. I'm getting mom's mac and cheese. Like we gonna, we gonna, everybody gonna be faced full of barbecue sauce because I want to see Tiger and. You know, Jack Nicholas and all these other greats just sloppied up with barbecue in suits. So, yeah, I w- <laughs> that's what I would do. 
we gonna get sloppy barbecue. I'm but, bringing out Angela Mia's pizza, <laughs> dog, from the 216. I'm like, hit him up. Like, yeah, I need y'all to cater to Masters, baby. Y'all blowing up. We about to do this. <laughs> a, a couple years ago, I think it was, who was it? It might have been Adam Scott. It was someone. They're like, he's from Australia. But whoever won, I'm talking about, they like flew in a restaurant in town that mm-hmm. they loved at their hometown and had them, you know, make the food for this dinner. So, like, he brought, you know, Australia or wherever, whoever, wherever I'm talking about. He brought his home country's uh-huh. food. And, like, they, I mean, it's, it's, the Masters is, I'm telling you. <laughs> I can tell for the look it's, on your face. You want to go. I got $120 on DraftKings this week. This is how <laughs> big the Masters is, man. I'm, I'm going, I'm going in heavy this week on DraftKings. Good luck to you, brother. I yeah. hope you make a mint. Yeah, man, I'm doing well. I got Freddie Couples, man. Freddie Couples is an old guy. He plays well there, though. He's okay. A, he's in the top five right now, top ten. So I need a good weekend. I need a good Saturday. So the Dustin Johnson, Johnson guy. Yeah, let's get back to that, Mom. I digress. He, oh, no, you good. You good, <laughs> man. You good. Uh, he falls down the steps, busts his lower back. I'll let you finish. His shoulder. <laughs> My question to you, are you buying that excuse? Hell to the no, <laughs> and this is why. Again, golf is probably like my favorite sport. I follow it religiously. Dustin Johnson, about four years ago, I think, took the year of golf off or, or took, a, took a leave of absence mm-hmm. to go to rehab because he had a coke problem. Uh-oh, in love with so, the... So, yeah, he was party hardy, you know, one of them white boys. So, the people around him hasn't changed. Uh-oh. He just got himself, you know, together. And he did clean himself up, and he's been doing well. My thing is, this was the story that was given, because I've been, I've, been, I've been off all week watching the Masters. He was, his wife was coming home with their son. Mm-hmm. And he was going downstairs to move the car. Okay. Nice husband. Now I'll move. My I stopped right there. Now listen, <laughs> th- 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 that's where I stopped, and that that line right there is where I knew this was bullshit. <laughs> what millionaire you know rents a home for the Masters, and the driveway is small enough to need to move a car? Right. These houses don't have that problem when you have million dollar homes. The driveway probably is a big circle yeah. that you just pull up, you know, so it's like what's five feet. So that was another thing. I was like, hmm, whatever. Then these steps were apparently the kind where it's like three steps, a platform, three mm-hmm. st- three steps, a platform. So he slid down the steps, landed on the platform, that bottom step caught him in the back. Now I don't, I don't, I don't think he did not fall. I just don't think it was because he went to go move the car. He had to have been doing something, you know, playing rough house, something, right, to where he didn't fail. Now the team has to come together, and we got to figure out what we're gonna say to keep this on the low, yeah, low, keep this low. No one knows about this shit. That's how they have to live their lives because these guys. You, we, we've seen it with Tiger. Yeah. You know, Thanksgiving. He looking rough, too. Yeah, he's, he's, he's done, I think, man. I, I, my, my buddy that I got into golf with has a high schooler, man. He's been on him off. I've still been holding on. Like, nah, he good. He good. <laughs> I think he done, man, because his body just, how violently he swing, he swung the golf club since he was, you know, 10 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, even as a f- four and five, six years old, he was beating adults. In golf, I mean, so his body has just been doing this forever, and I don't think he can recover. Like he, you know, he's forty-one, I think, mm-hmm. somewhere around there now. So I think he's done, man. I don't think he ain't, he's not gonna he's not gonna lay down. But I just think he's gonna try it a few more times to come back, and he's just gonna realize like he's gonna have to just knock just just spend these hundreds of million dollars somewhere else. Spend this coin somewhere else, man. So uh. Dustin Johnson allegedly fell down the steps because he was going to change, push the car out or whatever, and uh, you think he was on the booger sugar. Yeah. You heard it here first, people. <laughs> <laughs> and then, real quickly, he yesterday, what, thir- Thursday, the start of round one, yeah. he had the last tee time of the day just by chance, so they gave him more time to rehab his back. He shows up, he on the range, warming up, swinging the club. He has about 45 minutes till his tea time. How'd he look? <laughs> he didn't look good. He looked a little stiff. 
So then he uh, walks off, tries to get behind this tree, but there's so many cameras. They yeah. they find the angle. He did like the cupping technique. He was getting rehab all night. So he had something that he had taped that was discomfort. He took that off. Come back out, swing some more. His coach is there the whole time. And I can tell the coach is just in his ear, probably telling him he shouldn't do this. But the competitive driving him and saying, I'm doing this. So and he's a good at this course, right? He's he's played well there. He hasn't won the Masters. Okay. But he's he, he he's played well there and he's been playing the best golf out of anyone in 2017. So who's the dude that was leading last year? Jordan Spieth. Okay. What so. is Jordan Spieth for 800? <laughs> <laughs> so he basically, last year, he choked it away because he was leading going into the back yeah. nine and re, or yep. like kissed the corner place. Yep. Uh, See, look at me. I'm hey, doing my research out here. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Close. Uh, enough for me to, it's kind of like, it's kind of like bad translation in different <laughs> languages. It's like, Bad Spanish, but I picked up on it. Enough. <laughs> uh, <no, laughs> figure it out. A-man corner is what yeah, it's called. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, in the 12th hole, there's a par three. And he uh, put it in the this water. This an aficionado, dog. Yeah, he put it in the water twice. Oh, okay. So he went from leading the tournament to just no chance of hell winning it. So, But he's, he only played three times there. And his record there, he's been second, first, and second. Okay. So he fought back to second place that day. But he didn't. He lost the tournament. So. Okay. So if you was in Vegas and you was going to put down, I don't know, what's a substantial amount of money. Let's say you was going to put down a cool, I don't know, $2,000. Okay. Who would you be putting your money on on, on Thursday going okay, into the say, tournament? Okay, okay, okay. Because okay. you asked me today. I got yeah. you. Thursday. Well, going into it. Nobody's. And, and the same thing. Old boy didn't slip down the stairs yeah. and messed up his back. So I can I can tell you this. It just doesn't involve $2,000. It involves fifty. <laughs> but I'm in a pool with about twenty guys, fifty dollar entry, and all four majors we we pick like a DraftKings lineup, and that's your roster. Right. I had Dustin Johnson on pretty much all of my DraftKings lineups, and I did like twenty DraftKings lineups, and I had him in the pool. I had him picked. That was my guy. Mm-hmm. So that news comes out. I rush to the computer, <laughs> take him off of everything, and I put in Roy McIlroy. Okay. The reason why I would have picked Roy is because he's chasing what is called the career grand slam. Mm-hmm. In golf, there's the British Open, there's the U.S. Open, there's the Masters, and then there's the PGA Championship. Those are like the four big ones. Right. He's won the PGA, the U.S., and the British Open, but he hasn't won the Masters. So to complete that career grand slam, he needs this win. So he was a favorite, kind of like a, he was in the top three, I, was, I would imagine, of most people's picks. But as soon as Dustin Johnson news came out, he catapulted into right. you know, the favorite. Um, they had historic winds there Thursday and Friday. Windy days at like 40 mile an hour gust and just not golfing weather. And it rained like on Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday had a bad storm. So they were dealing with a lot of wind. And these greens are like, these are the type of green we've all seen that tiger chip where he chips it up the hill mm-hmm. like 30 40 feet away from the hole and it rolls like these are the kind of greens the masters is they're really undulated greens so he um undulated yeah. he used the yeah. word undulated yeah I'm, I'm out here i'm out here you can't make this up at all so yeah i can talk golf this rest of this damn pie as you can tell but yeah, I'm gonna cut it short. I'm learning out here. I'm learning out here. You know what I'm saying? I might get ready for the black tie golf tournament. You never know. I got you know what I'm saying, like fifty some days. Right. So yeah, but Roy, man, Roy, he he needs his career grand slam. There are some young guys. There's a guy named Sergio Garcia. He's not young, by the way, but he's he's him and John Rahm is the young guy I was talking about. They're both um Spaniards. Okay. And they uh the young guy's playing well. Sergio's tied for the lead. Sergio has I think he's the second on that list. Most starts in a ma- in a major tournament without a win. And there's a guy named Lee Westwood who has like two more than him, and they're both playing this week doing well. So like, I pull for them guys a little because like they've been around golf as long as I've loved golf. You know, like they've been uh, their names have been around since I fell in love with golf. So to see them out there always getting seconds and thirds, and they just can't get that one chip. It's like you're rooting for Charles Barkley to get that shit. You know, you're rooting for him. So um, I'm rooting for them. And then there's the old guys like Freddie Couples. This is his 25th anniversary from his win. He won in 92. He's just going in. Stats oh, and yeah. information. Hey, man, what you need? What you need? I got you. 
Man. You know who to call you on a game show and it's a golf question. <laughs> Phone this friend right here. I got you. I got you. UK Make This Up podcast. I, I love it, man. I'm going to stop, man. But it's that time. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yes, sir. You know what it is. Top five. Top five. One, two, three, four, five. I got five on it. I plead the fifth. He keeps asking me to give him a high five. High five. I'm going to give you to the county. Five. One, two, three, four, five. Yes, indeed. This week's top five because we are on fifty-two weeks episodes of uh this can't make you can't make this up podcast. Uh, we're talking about other podcasts, yeah. our top five podcasts outside of our own because we already know what the number one. Oh yeah, in streets Absolutely. is right. Absolutely. yeah yeah yeah. Absolutely. So we breaking it down, man. Yeah. Other podcasts, we showing love to those and uh joints that we always rocking with. So I do have to say this, man. I used to listen to a lot more podcasts, but mm-hmm. since we started ours, I've kind of trimmed it down. Yeah. Trimmed it down a lot, to be honest. Like, I used to listen to one a day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But now I basically, nah. See, I, was, I, was, I wasn't I was into pods. I would listen to, like, two pods, and mm-hmm. one of them was, like, a sports talk, you know. And then when we started doing pods, I was listening a little bit to ours in the beginning. And then it's like, I just stopped listening to it just because it— I don't know, you get in that groove where it's like, not like you, you just, that week's done, we can right. prep for next week, and you don't exactly. listen to it. So it's just not, you ain't going over your, ain't checking your work, you know? So then, after a, a, a chunk of the pods, I, I probably didn't listen to initially. And then over the last two or three weeks, getting ready, knowing this year was coming up, and just being off a little bit from work, I thought about it like, you know, I need to check out some of these, mm-hmm. and just check out some pods in general. So I would say over the last three or four weeks, I've been in a car with the if it ain't if it ain't nine o'clock envy twelve o'clock Kev Nash Yay! if it ain't one of them I'm I'm probably earbudding it with the podcast while I'm driving so, podcast is life man yeah, I, I, I mean I really them. get my pods in when I'm at the gym yeah and uh, that's really when I get the brunt of them in so uh, go ahead man what's number five for you man <sighs> number five for me man. We're going to put them on the list just because I have been checking them out lately. That's Gym City Pod, man. Hey! Gym City Pod makes my list. Gym City Pod, man. Izzy Rock, what up? Yeah, man. I've I really been rocking with Izzy, man. He's been losing weight. Oh, man. He's been out here looking good, shining on cats. Man, he said he ain't had bread in like, what? What the month is this? This is April. <laughs> he said he ain't had bread since Christmas. Yeah. And he's been doing, I think it's that intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting, yeah. That's I've read into that. That's That's... Some dedication. Yeah, I, I I started it and I reached the point of the headaches and the you know <laughs> and it's like ah nah I'm cool I gotta go to work tomorrow I got three kids I can't I can't but I commend your brother but yeah the Gym City Pod man they touch on a lot of stuff well established pod in the area man mm-hmm. they they um well over four hundred episodes I mean it's just it's a good pod it's something to hear other people in Dayton that's really doing really doing it so I finally got to meet Libby and Mark. Dope. Last week uh, down at Comic-Con, man. So that was real dope. Yeah, man. Shouts out to Izzy. Yeah. Definitely doing their thing down there, man. Number five for me, I pulled a killer cab. Uh-oh. This is a, a multiple ranging <laughs> just because it's a sports topic type of pod. Um, It's a 1-5-A would be the Bucknuts morning five. It focuses <laughs> on Ohio State football. Okay. So especially now, spring ball, I got to know what's going on. I got to know. Who's going to be the starting left guard for the Buckeyes? Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they give you all the info you need. Who's looking good at spring ball? Who ain't looking good? How's the offense doing? How JT Bears looking? Is he able to throw the ball this year or not? <laughs> so, uh, shouts out to the Bucknuts Morning 5. Yeah. Also, on with that theme, since everyone knows I'm also a Florida State football fan, I listen to Seminole Headlines. Shouts out to them. Uh-oh. I got to get my Seminole nose on. Just same reasons I listen to them. I want to know how DeAndre Francois is looking. <laughs> at. Are we going to be able to complete these intermittent passes or are we just throwing bombs? Right. You know what I'm saying? I want to know how the running game is going to look. Now that Dalvin Cook's moving on to the NFL, I got <laughs> to know these things. And third for uh, number five, I always listen to the Q's podcast because I got to know about my Syracuse basketball. <laughs> I got to understand why we missed the tournament. How? What are we going to do? Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't yeah, like that. Yeah, like yeah that. N- neither did I. Yeah, y'all had so, enough to get in. I thought so, too. So I got to know about the recruiting, who's going to the pros early, uh, all this good stuff, man. So that <laughs> bundles all my number five in. Buck Nuts Morning 5, Signal Headlines, and the Q's podcast. Right. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Number four for me, man. 
I'm not going to uh, dig too deep into this. Those that know me will understand why. But the Snoop Dogg <laughs> Double G News <coughs> Podcast. <coughs> yeah. Bless you, bless you. <laughs> His pod, man, it's pretty cool, man. I've been checking him out recently, um, usually in the evenings, as I'm alone, <laughs> hanging out, you know, shooting the shit. Oh, man. <laughs> Snoop's pod is pretty dope, man. So he has a lot of people on there, man, and he's always talking about that good earthly product. Right. So I always like to, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. So I like to just stay informed and, you know, keep up with, you know, all the top headlines out there. So he has a little hood news pod that's pretty cool. Okay. So you know out. he's going to be down in Cincinnati, you want to say April 27th. Is he? Yeah. Hmm. You should holler at your pluck. Please. Yeah, I need to holler at him. <laughs> That would be dope. Yeah, man. <laughs> Number four for me, shots out to Civilized Savages, man. I listen to A-Pod on yeah. a regular basis, man. Uh, you know, it's yeah, it's funny because one of the hosts, uh, <laughs> the germ, as he goes by, <laughs> uh, he went to Wright State. He also went to my high school. Never met him in person. Wow. The only way we connect is via the pod and on the gram, and it's just you know how small the world is, you know. Right. It's just, man, somebody you don't know, but they've basically been everywhere you've been, and they also do something that you do, which is a podcast, man. So, shouts out to Civilized Savages, man. Yeah, I've checked them out quite a few. They had an episode and Sam. a few weeks ago with a, with a chick on there, and um, they was really just cutting in, man. It was like they really have a good time on their pod, it seems. Yeah, man, so. they have a blast, man. Yeah. They actually just did their first live pod. With uh, another group of guys, uh, 72 and 10 podcast. So, shouts out to them doing their first live joint, man. Ours is on the way, by the way. So, uh, keep it locked, but more information on that. Yeah, yeah. So, number three. I told y'all, man, I've been, um, since I would say a strong year, man, I've been going hard on this DraftKings, right? So, kind of like you. I needed more information. Yeah, man, you gotta have the info. You gotta have the info, especially when you putting dollars on these lineups. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. So I have to shout out quick. My dude Cam ATL (laughs) and the Roto Grinders, man. Oh, the Roto Grinders. I know about that. Yeah, they really, man, have been. They've got me through some some uh, some down times. I, (laughs) I was I was losing a lot and. In uh, basketball, I wasn't really playing that much anyway, but I was kept losing, kept losing. I started listening to them, listening to their favorites, who they like and as to why. Why, uh, you know, DeAndre Jordan would be a better pick than Gobey this week. Okay. Gobey been killing the league, but, you know, all that stuff. So I started, you know, plugging in a couple of their favorites and with my favorites. And, like, the first week, man, I think I won, like, $150, which is, like, outstanding. Mm-hmm. I, I don't bet the bank on DraftKings by any means. But um so then I I got one that I took a little bit, started plugging in some masters lineups because I knew this week was coming. <laughs> so I was able to get through I, I had two big wins a couple weeks ago, a one fifty and a two fifty. So that's four hundred dollars that I yeah. won. And uh they I dedicated that to them because they really man they 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 go over, you know, e- even with golf They'll go over golf on DraftKings is all, you know, everything on DraftKings, for those that don't know, is salary-based. I give you 50, 50, uh, 50 or 60, I think it's $50,000 you get. Each player costs something. Yeah. You got to buy your lineup. So if you can't afford someone, so you got to pick somebody else. Yep. So that's how, like, the format of it is. So to be able to get guys that are of value, meaning they're cheap and they probably won't be high-owned. I'm learning more about how to beat DraftKings, basically. Mm-hmm. There's so many strategies to it, man. And people people want to just chime into the big one they see on the commercials yeah. to win a million dollars. Well, you got to look at it as these these have 300,000 people in them. Yep. So if me, you, and eight other people all got five grand, and we could put in 33 or 150, which is the maximum lineup on most of these events, we can put in 150 different lineups, and you can put in 150 ones different than me, but make sure they different than mine. You know what I'm saying? So you got 10 guys that's doing that to get that million, then right. you just put a split million it. in 10 ways. So those are called the Sharks. Yeah. So the Sharks be out there for those events. You ain't going to win them unless you – it's like hitting the lottery for real. Right. So you got to tackle the ones that are single entry, meaning only one person can put in one entry, 
one lineup and you got to go with it. Yeah. That's your best chance. So I'm learning those things okay. thanks to Roto-Wire. So. That's good Roto-Grinders, excuse me. Good to know. Good to know. Number three, Roto-Grinders. Check them out. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> man. Number three for me, the Brilliant Idiots Podcast. Mm. And it was so hard for me to put them at number three, man, because I listened to them religiously, but the two that beat them out just had to, man. It's, uh, <laughs> people not familiar with it, man. It's Charlamagne the Guy from The Breakfast Club mm-hmm. and uh, Andrew Schultz, who is a comedian, man. So they're are just hilarious just period just yeah. point blank they're hilarious man and they and they have different points of views on stuff because you know it's always good to have you know what i'm saying an argument but it always comes back to them roasting each other or something funny and then uh charlamagne's uh one of charlamagne's best friends waxes shows up on episodes they always have great guests and uh i just love the pod because it's funny as hell yeah i mean you have a professional comedian doing a podcast with a radio guy i mean that's my lane. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but that's my number one. So okay. just, oh. that's my number one pod right now. They, oh. they cracked me up. <laughs> yeah, that's a great pod. So, I love it. Yeah, I we'll love it. Let you have that. And then we've touched on it. You've said all the, you said all the good things that I was going to say. So check them out. Check yeah, them out. Yeah. Check them out. <laughs> great pod. Great pod. So I'll do my number two. Okay. I still, he's one of my favorite comedians, man. I, I can't, I don't know what it is. It's the dry humor. I guess I like dry humor. I don't know, but Bill Burr, mm. Monday Morning Pod. I listen to that a lot. Okay, that's a, that's I might have to check that out. Bill Burr, is a, he's a he's a pretty out there comedian, but he keeps it a hundred. You know, okay, and I, I like that. So check out Bill Burr. I ain't on because the topics be so extra sometimes that you <laughs> just gotta listen. And some people ain't gonna like it. It ain't for everybody, but. I enjoy Bill Burr and his comedy, so I enjoy his pies. Okay. Number two for me is the His and Hers OG podcast. (laughs) You know, uh, Michael Smith and Jamel Hill from ESPN, they have a podcast. And uh, not to be confused with, you know what I'm saying, their daily show that uploads as a podcast. They actually have an OG podcast where it's just them just talking about any and everything. You know, they always... Uh, before Jamel and got this new boyfriend guy, <laughs> <laughs> old boy as they call him, uh, they used to do a lot of relationship talk, and it's just so funny to hear their points of views on things. And you know, they talk about Levar Ball. They didn't talk about you know, saying LeBron, and it's not just all about sports. They talk about just life in general, man. Mm-hmm. So that was really the pod that really just got me in the podcast like them just yeah. going at it and just having a good time man so shots out to his and hers the OG podcast dope 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 and I guess I'll go against since I yeah, stole your number one yeah yeah you <laughs> might as well and the number one for me man <laughs> Bomani Jones the Evening Jones podcast I have I've, I've, I know of its existence I have yet to check it out man he's not only my favorite radio show host uh, sports talk show but his podcast is so dope because I think it's uh he has also a dry sense of humor. Um he keeps it so real and on his on his pod he does no sports talk. Hmm. He's like, Man, I do sports yeah. talk. You want that, you go listen to my radio show. <laughs> right. You getting you getting talk about hip hop. You getting talk about That's the uh, guy with Poppy in them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. You getting political talk and it's always coming from a point of view as uh He's smarter than you, so you should listen to him. <laughs> so it's a very dope pod, man. The Evening Jones, actually, my boy Peanut got me hip to it. I always used to hear about it, but I never had took the time out to check it out. But just listening to him, his radio show, it just like, well, I got to listen to this, too. And then now, you know what I'm saying, it's him raw and uncut. So, you know what I'm saying, he giving it to you extra. Yeah. So if you like his radio show, you're going to love it. Yeah, it always seems like he, he keeps it at bay sometimes when he be doing his, you know, daily on the air stuff. Yeah. So I would like to see him in his element. Yeah, man. Kinda, he goes in, yeah, man. Be, I'm going to check that out. He definitely goes in, man. There it is, man. This week's top five, top five podcast that we rocking with, even though I stole Killer Cavs number one. It's all good. <laughs> Send us your top fives, man. You can't make this up podcast at gmail.com. One year, man. One year in the books, man. Wow. One more question for you, man. How's your inbox on Facebook? Man, it is jumping. <laughs> Jumping, jumping. Shout out to Bars 101, man. Yeah, man. How 102.9 is doing Bars 101 on the website. Y'all should check that out. Absolutely. We giving uh, uncut, explicit content, not safe for work. Yeah, definitely not work safe. <laughs> you, you, get, you getting some local bars, man, and uh, it's, it's, it's really taking off. People are 
itching to they want they they want their time to shine. So yeah, man, we definitely gonna give it to them, man. You know, yeah. just give us some time, man. You Matter of fact, you can send us some uh, some some music to you can make this up podcast yeah. at Gmail if you like. I mean, hey, we <laughs> if you heard this, you send us a song on there. That might be a faster ticket for you. Hey, now we, you're thinking we sir. might VIP you actually. So hey, you might bump, bump the line. Yeah, send us. Yeah, what yeah. they call Skip that the Kings line. Island fast pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, might, fast you might you might get a fast pass if you send us the tracks to you can make this up podcast or at gmail pod. yeah or even share it so we ain't we ain't gonna uh, post that but if you listening to this just know we got you so yeah i like that yeah. i like that man gotta, well, there gotta it is got. man there it is i like <laughs> damn it i like you man <laughs> you can't make this up podcast one year anniversary 52 episodes kev nash dj killer kev shout to jim city pod and shout to bars and beyond demarco what up man absolutely we'll be back next week see you 53 of them Woo.